Hi, I'm Heather Hopkins, Miss Cardiff Galaxy 2019, and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Hi everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project. I'm here with Heather Hopkins, who's Miss Galaxy Cardiff. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, what time is it, dare I ask, for you over there? It is 6am in the morning for me. What time is it for you? Uh, it's 9 in the night here, so a little bit better than where you're coming from. <laughs> Not too bad, that sounds fairly civilised. <laughs> Guys, um, if you're watching on the live stream, you know what to do. Leave your questions in the comments if you have any for Heather or any messages of support as well. I'm sure that she'd appreciate all questions and all comments. Uh, and we've actually had a couple on Instagram and I can see Mia Rose uh, has also left one as well. So leave loads of questions in the comments. Uh, Heather, we might start with Mia's question because it was basically how I would start anyway. So she said, hey, girl with a love heart. And then she said, how did you get into pageantry? She's also asked, why did you continue to compete? So why don't we just start with the first one? The first part, how did you get into pageantry to begin with? And give us an idea as to your pageant uh, background and experience. Um, so I actually did a photo shoot for, I think it was a birthday or something, going back eight or nine years ago. Um, and somebody contacted me on Facebook and said, um, my family member works for Miss Wales. Have you ever thought about entering? And at this point, I did nothing about pageants or anything like that. Um, so I entered. And I think Miss Wales is often the first pageant for a lot of girls in Wales. They don't tend to hear about other things. Um, so then I entered that one and um, got through to the grand final in, I think it was 2010 or 11. Um, and then after that, then you just find out about all the different ones and then it mm. just escalated from there and here we are. So, um, I competed for eight years. Um, I took a break for three years after I won Miss Galaxy Wales mm. and only last year did I start coming back to compete. Um, and I think Galaxy last year in March just gone was my 13th pageant that I've done. Lucky 13. <laughs> uh, so you've obviously been competing for a while, similar to some of the other girls that I've interviewed, like Beth um, Beth Greenham. She's she's been competing for over a decade. You mentioned you took a break for a while. I mean, three years is a fair time to take a break from pageantry. Why why did you feel like you needed to take that break? Um, I think after winning Galaxy Wales, I went to America, competed in Galaxy Internationals. Um, obviously, it takes up such a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, sometimes you just need a little bit of a break. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do next. Um, so as the years were passing, I was just thinking, I don't know what I want to do. I, there's no point me entering anything if I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and then it was only last year when I really thought Galaxy is the only one that I really wanted to do and to stick at. So I was going to enter um, previously in Galaxy, but then luckily for me, it changed to UK, whereas mm -hmm. it used to be England, Scotland and Wales. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been able to compete again because I'd already won the Wales one. Right. So um, luckily for me, it changed to UK, which meant that I could enter again. So, um, I, yeah, I did. And now here I am again entering next year. Right. So then let's uh, answer the second part of Mia Rose's question. Why did you continue to compete? Um, I just really missed the traveling, the meeting people, the opportunities and experiences. When you've competed in pageants for such a long time, I think it becomes part of your life, I suppose. Mm. And um, just... When I wasn't competing, I had so much time on my hands. I didn't really know what to do with myself. <laughs> so um, I wanted to get back into it. I missed competing. I missed being on stage. I missed the social aspect of it, traveling around, meeting up with people all over the UK. Um, so I entered as soon as I had the opportunity to. And it's just been 100 miles an hour since then. 
it, this is a not an atypical story. I think all you pageant girls, you don't know what to do with yourselves if you have free time. You almost no. you almost <laughs> panic if you have free time. Uh, so Heather, you you've had a fair bit of experience. You've had a break. So can I ask you, who do you think you would be if it hadn't been for pageantry? Um, I think I'd be really bored. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. That's a, as long as it's bored, just, not boring. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know what I would be doing. Um, when I think back to the three years I had off, mm. um, I didn't really do a lot. Um, I, I just worked um, and I suppose just your average sort of social life. But being part of pageants and competing again, my life evolves around right. what events I've got on and, and everything else. So I just think without competing again, I, I'd i be quite bored, probably. And you said it's been 100 miles an hour since you came back. So can you give us an idea as to what that 100 miles an hour looks like, sort of on a, on, not on a daily basis, I guess, but like a weekly basis? What are you running around doing? Um, so I work full time. I work shifts, um, including nights. So my oh, wow. body clock is all over the shop. Um, <laughs> that, that makes two of us, Heather, believe me. <laughs> so in between um, working and all the rest of the things going on in my life, I am always up and down the country um, doing appearances. Um, I'm constantly traveling. I live out of my car. Um, but I had the opportunity to um, travel to um, Florida earlier this year as well mm-hmm. um, and judge the Florida Galaxy pageant, which was oh, wow. amazing. And I can't wait to be back next year. So, um, yeah, I just, I love, I love the traveling. I love being busy. I love filling my diary. So every sort of week or so, I sit down with my laptop and my diary and my list and I make sure I've got all my appearances for the upcoming months and things. Mm. So it's just really exciting. I love doing it. What was it like um, being asked to go over to Florida Galaxy to judge? Um, it was really, really good. Um, it was special for me because I met um, Diana and Michael and Frank, the directors, in one of the first pageants I ever competed in, right. which was about eight years ago. I travelled to uh, Orlando then and competed there. So for them to ask me to come back and to be a part of it was it was rumbling um, and it was just so nice to meet up with them. And when I got there, it was like we've never been apart. Um, they're just like one big family mm. and it was just so nice to to be able to be a part of it. And I'm so glad that Diana asked me and I've already said to her, I'm coming back next year. So she needs to let me know the date so I can book. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make you feel like a, a celebrity of sorts, not only to be asked to judge, but to actually fly over from the UK to the US to judge? I mean, that's got to feel pretty good, right? Yeah, it was really good. Um, I wouldn't say I feel like a celebrity, but... Um, <laughs> It, it was just so nice to know that, you know, I only met her by chance in a pageant mm. on the other side of the world eight years ago. And now she's trusted me to judge her first ever pageant that she's directed. And I know means so much to her. So yeah. it was a really nice feeling to be asked. Um, and it was another excuse to, to go over to Florida, which I love. I think this is a common theme that I've noticed with um, girls competing in the UK and Ireland. They they can't wait for a chance to leave to go somewhere where there's a bit more sun. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. (laughs) And uh, Maria, our international director, is watching. So it doesn't surprise me. This this theme of family keeps coming up. So you mentioned it with Florida Galaxy and then obviously International Galaxy and even with UK Galaxy. Uh, I'm going to go to the questions, Heather, from Instagram because I did have a couple. So this is from her handle is Ms. Jessica Alice. I think this is Jessica Barclay, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has asked, what's your long-term pageant goal? Um, well, at the moment, I think Galaxy is my long-term pageant goal. Um, I'm getting nearer to the age limit now where I'm going to be aging up to Miz. So um, I'm obviously competing again next year. Um, and if I if I don't win this time and go to Florida, then this is just going to be a repeated thing for me. When when I've set myself on, on some sort of goal, um, I don't really want to sidetrack to anything else. So I think long term for me at the moment, Galaxy is um, my goal. And once that's accomplished, then I'll probably take another little bit of a break and evaluate it from there. But 
in that three-year break I had, the only thing I was thinking about was what I want to do and everything kept coming back to wanting to go back to Galaxy. So that has been my long-term goal for the last sort of three or four years now. So we're still in the middle of that goal. Right. Well, hopefully not in the middle. Hopefully it's a bit closer to the end than achieving it. But I understand what you mean. Um, why Why set your sights on Galaxy in particular as that long-term goal? Um, just the, like everyone says, the feeling of belonging to the system and the family aspect to it. The friends I've met um, through Galaxy, some of them I I would call my best friend mm. Mia, who's um, asking mm. the questions. We speak every single day and we've become really close friends through Galaxy. And I've also met girls from across in the USA who yeah. I still keep in touch with. So um, it's just when I think when you find a system that really makes you excited and happy and want to be a part of it, um, that for me makes me want to stay yeah. and to stick around and hopefully then do well in that and then see what happens after. Yep. For sure. Jessica also asked, how do you evaluate and improve on your past performances? And then she's put an X at the end. <laughs> um, so definitely watching back videos and live streams to see um, how your performance is on stage. Um, I'm probably one of the harshest, most critical person of, of yourself, myself yeah. I, I cannot give myself a break um so i'm constantly asking people you know what did i do what shall i do how can i improve i'm, I'm constantly asking people for opinions and feedback to try and get a general consensus and then <laughs> and just try and move forward from there but then also try not to change myself too much to yeah. you know still be me so just um the biggest thing i think would be watching videos back of yourself practicing um, trying to change your walk to to suit you best and just trying different things to see what works best for you and what makes you feel like you're doing the best job. What is your favourite section to compete in? Um, probably fashion wear. Mm -hmm. um, ever since I've competed, I've, I've always um, put a lot of pressure on myself to find the most amazing outfit I can find and I will sit on these Facebook selling groups <laughs> for a day scrolling through shortlisting things saving things screenshotting things often sending them to me in the middle of the night saying what do you think about this what do you think about this <laughs> fashion um, consultant. <laughs> but um yeah i think fashion wear is definitely my favorite because um it gives you the opportunity to show it, you know your little personality mm. um and just have a bit of fun on stage so it's definitely my favorite one I, i've noticed there's a bit of a recurring theme in the uk that fashion where the girls the women get super excited about it and they're planning it when i interviewed danielle she someone asked a question and the friend said she was surprised she hadn't got it planned out yet and we're talking about march like next year so and i think she was designing her own this is not something that i've heard of in australia in australia it's just kind of another round but why why is it or why do you think is that over in the uk the fashion the that fashion wear section is such a big thing i'm not sure um everyone just gets so excited yeah. when they see the girls come on stage and in these like sparkly outfits with different elements to yeah. them they're just wild and i absolutely love it the, the atmosphere <laughs> when people come out in fashion wear is amazing um so i don't know why we love it so much maybe because it's a little bit more upbeat and fun um i mean everyone knows what a swimsuit looks like everyone yeah. knows what an evening gown looks like but these fashion wears they come out and they just blow you away sometimes. The ideas that people come up with mm. uh, and the designs and things are just amazing. So that's probably why I think. Have you have you finalised what you'll be wearing for your fashion wear or is this still in the shortlisting process <laughs> or how are we going? Um, no, I think I've I found it. But my problem is I will pay for it now and then come December, January, I'll find something else and oh. I'll end up with <laughs> a few fashion wears. Um, my mother goes nuts. But, um, yeah, I think I've, I found it this time. Do, I think so. How many do you think you might end up with? Are we talking two or three? Are we talking 10 or 20? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> Probably only two. I like it. I just can't, I can't decide on things. I, I see something <laughs> that I love. Then something else will crop up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, should I have got that one? So I'll try and, I'll try and stick to the one. I, I really love the one I picked. So um, I'm sure it'll be great. Did you want to give anyone any clues or did you want to give, keep it a closely guarded secret? I'm fine either way. 
<laughs> it's going to be the closest guarded secret until March. <laughs> it's like a national secret. Okay. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to. Uh, I'll just go back to yeah. the questions. Megan Darlington has asked, are you looking forward to coming to Scotland for the Castle Ball? Yes, 100%. Um, like I said, I love travelling. So um, anything that gets me on a little plane journey or a long car journey gets me excited. But um, I'm really looking forward to Megan's ball that she's arranged. Um, it's the first Scottish um, national pageant ball that she's arranged um, and it's in a castle. So I'm really looking forward to that and seeing the turnout for it. Is it, uh, is it a pageant or is it a ball or...? It's a, it's a ball. Um, so Megan organises the Scottish Pageant Network, which is just um, oh, she right. kind of keeps everyone involved in in things in Scotland. Um, and she's arranged this ball to get everybody together um, and raise some money. So um, I'm really look, looking forward to that one. In a castle, that sounds amazing. That's something that we definitely couldn't <laughs> do in Australia. Uh, Soph Westwood has said, "You look amazing, girl!" with a lot of exclamation <laughs> marks. <laughs> Uh, and Denise McKnight has said, have a great year. Congratulations. Well, thank you. So, guys, if you have any questions for Heather, make sure you put them in the comments below. Uh, and I will pass them on to Heather. Heather, whereabouts? I didn't ask you. Whereabouts are you coming from? Are you actually in Cardiff at the moment? No. So, I live um, outside of Cardiff in a small valley in South Wales. Um, so, I'm there at the moment perfect and do you actually speak welsh dare i ask um no i <laughs> i spoke it in school um i can say a few words but i i can't really speak welsh um and i i'm, I'm not going to embarrass myself trying to because there is probably some <laughs> welsh pageant girls on there who will be dying of embarrassment if i try so you're the second Welsh pageant girl that I've interviewed. The other one was Lauren Parkinson probably about a year ago. <laughs> and she said this place name. And I, I don't know, you probably know it. Someone at my office here yeah. tried pronouncing it. It's just a place name. And it just, it sounds like 5,000 syllables. It sounded really yeah. nice, but I couldn't tell <laughs> what it was. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt it. I can only say the first bit of it, um, but... Yeah, I know the one she's on about. Okay. Is Welsh, um, is Welsh actually compulsory in schools to learn as a language or is it sort of an optional? Yeah, it was in my school. I think it differs throughout the country. Um, it might be more so in North Wales, mm. but down in South Wales, we don't speak it as much. Right. Um, so I did Welsh up until the age of 14 and then it was optional after that. So I learned the basics, but obviously yeah. having not spoke it for nearly 10 years now, um, I've sort of forgotten bits of it. Right. Is it a language that's sort of dying out or is it a language that's used a lot still? Um, I think it is still used a lot, more so West Wales and North Wales, again, right. South Wales, sort of blending into um, sort of Newport and Cardiff, which are more East. Um, they, they speak it a bit less. Um, it was dying out, but I, I'm noticing quite a lot of people that are learning it again and, right. and picking it back up. Um, but it's, we definitely speak a lot more English than we do Welsh. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Heather, give us an idea as to what you do outside of pageantry. I know that you said that you sort of base your life around pageantry. So at the moment, a lot of the stuff is, <laughs> is pageant related. But outside of pageants, what do you do to keep yourself busy or relax, as, my, as might be the case? <laughs> Um, I wouldn't really say relax. I don't. You don't I relax. Don't relax. Um, <laughs> you never relax. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm either in work or at some sort of an appearance. Mm. I just, I don't know how I do it. Um, so I work in the police force in the control room. So um, taking the calls, giving the calls out. Um, so that keeps me busy. And then outside of work, I mainly do appearances, traveling around, um, and that that is mostly that I do. If I'm not in work, I'm traveling to an appearance. And like I said, if I'm not competing, I'm quite a boring person. So well, hang on. I mean, work or you, so tell us more about what you do for work. You work in the police force in the control room. So you take the calls, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So all the emergency and non-emergency calls come into the control room. Um, we take them, we deal with them, and then we um, send police officers out to where they need to go. Well, that's anything but boring. That might be one of the most interesting occupations I've ever heard. I mean, you 
how, how can you do that job and then not need to relax? Or pa- is pageantry your way to relax? Because I can't. Yeah. I, I worked on an emergency, not an emergency. Well, we have an emergency line here called Lifeline, but it's a suicide prevention hotline that people can call at any time. And unfortunately, it's it's sadly needed because suicide is a huge problem. And we had suicide prevention day just the other day. And I heard some stuff that was just will haunt me for the rest of my life. But how do you how do you deal with that? I mean, emotionally, I mean, you must hear some things on that line. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the the shows you see on TV. I don't know if how many of them you've got with you, but we mm. there are a couple of shows that show inside the control room and things. Um, it is quite similar to that, but um, I think you've just got to be a type of person that you kind of cut your feelings off from it. And for me, it, it doesn't feel real because we're in this little sort of control room. Yeah. We're in four walls, and we're we're not actually seeing what's happening. So, right. um, I, I'm I'm okay. At, you know. I don't want to say being um, unemotional, but yeah. being able to just get on with it, do the job and sort of and leave it where it is and then come home. And then it's just kind of like a a virtual world of work. Once you leave and you mm. come home, it, it does seem to bother you until you go back in the next day. So um, I, I don't tend to sort of have a lot of downtime if I'm not in work. I'm traveling somewhere to an appearance, even if it's in between my shifts and things. So that is wow. kind of my downtime and my escape. Has um, been on that line, has that helped with controlling nerves on stage at all or before an interview, I mean? Surprisingly, no. Um, (laughs) Okay. I went to a stage where I absolutely loved interview. Um, Mm. I won best in interview when I competed in 2015 in Galaxy International, and I I thought it was the best thing ever. Like, I've never been recognized for an interview before, so that to me was amazing. Um, and then since then, and I've not competed for three years and only had one job interview in the, in the meantime, I've kind of lost my touch. So I was texting everyone today saying, I'm so nervous for this interview tonight. And so it's just a bit of a, it, a step back into competing and, w- and winning prepping for interview. If, you, if you've won best an interview internationally, then you'll be fine. I mean, you, you can't really lose your touch. I think it's like riding a bicycle. You might be a little bit rusty. But you, you yeah. can always get back on the bike. You'll be fine. Um, I'm just going to go back to the questions. Mia Rose has asked, what is your favorite element to pageantry? Um, I think definitely the traveling part. I just love um, I just love getting out of South Wales, traveling mm. around, meeting new people. And like I said, the opportunity to be able to travel back to Orlando for me mm. was just I think one of the highlights of, of pageantry for me, um, you never think that just from meeting somebody at a pageant, you're going to be asked to go back and, and have that opportunity. So yeah. I think if I wasn't competing, I probably wouldn't be going far. I'd be stuck in, in South Wales, not doing a lot. So mm. um, the highlight for me is definitely being able to to go places, meet new people, do new things. And I'm constantly planning a road trip with somebody for some sort of appearance in some sort of hotel off life so it, i just love how busy and how full my schedule is from it can you give us an idea just as to coming from australia i'm asking this give us an idea as to how many appearances roughly you're doing let's say in a week or a month um i don't know if i can put them into weeks or months um, especially because i work shifts i never know what day it is yeah. or what week i'm in so um <laughs> i just kind of I just kind of fill them up as they go along. But I think we're really lucky in the UK that we have a lot of um, pageant girls doing a lot of events. Mm. Um, there's so much going on. Some days there's more than one appearance. Um, so it's kind of planning, you know, logistically where I can get to um, uh, and what I can get involved with. But I think so far since um, competing in Galaxy this year and becoming a finalist, mm. I think I'm on about 26 so far. Um, so I'm aiming this year to try and do about 60 or 80 so i did 60 last year so yeah so averaged out i think that's maybe that's more than one a week is going to be embarrassing now i think it's It's one or two a week week. maybe about four months yeah no again it it astonishes me because here in australia that would be unheard of i mean you'd be lucky to find we'd consider a hard-working queen someone who's done 26 appearances in their whole year um whereas you, you guys in the uk you're so supportive of one another and it's just one of the things I started noticing. And then obviously yourself, everyone is working so hard 
I don't know if it's the Galaxy Girls or it's a UK Girls or it's a combination of both, but that's, I mean, you guys are so supportive of one another. It just blows my mind, and it's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, Jody, this is a bit of a different question. Jody Jane Rackley has asked, what is your favourite pizza topping? Why did you laugh when you heard the name? There's always a story behind this. She is the most mischievous friend I've got, I think. I used to work with Jodie and she's she's on another level. Um, <laughs> well, she's asked, what is your favourite pizza topping? We went to her house last night um, and had pizza, so she's probably trying to wind me up in some sort of aspect. Um <laughs> And they made fun of me because I was the fussiest one with the pizzas. Um, so I had chicken, onions, sweet corn, and herbs, and they didn't like it. So what did they she want? She knows my favorite pizza topping. She's just trying to wind me up. That sounds like a nice pizza. What's what's wrong? With I know. I thought so, but is that too fancy? Is typical, it? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. It's probably not <laughs> your typical pepperoni or something. So. I, I, but I am the fussiest. Yeah. I don't know. I've spent some time in Wales, and I can't say that the food is something that I, I didn't get to sample really any native Welsh food. I don't know if there is such a thing, but um, I was in the UK, and, and some of the food was very salty and greasy. So what you just said actually sounds really, really nice. Um, yeah. Mia Rose has said, "You are forever, and forever is in caps. You are forever up and down the country making appearances. What was your favourite appearance last year?" And what has been your favourite appearance this year? Again, with an X. <laughs> um, I think one of my favourite appearances last year was um, the Galaxy Ball that the previous year finalists put on. Um, that was the first one they did, and that was really fun. I also loved going to the Miss Teen Great Britain pageant mm. because last year was actually the first year that I've I've been to that pageant, surprisingly. Right. Um, so myself and Mia travelled all the way up to Blackpool um, and that was a very long weekend for us but I loved every minute of that because it's held over um, four days and there's a day in between where there's no competition oh, wow. so me and Mia actually drove back down to Wales and it's about a five hour journey um, and then we drove back up the following day and everyone was saying that we were nuts and we should have stayed there but um I had to pop back to work and things. So um, oh, that was one of my favourite appearances was was spending those four days driving up and down the country with uh, Mia trying to keep each other awake at <laughs> God knows what time in the morning. <laughs> God. So was that last year or was that this year? So that was October last year. Um, right. That was, yeah, so it, it's coming up again this year and we've actually just planned to go again. So I'm excited for that one. Um, and my, I think my favourite appearance that I've done so far this year is probably going to be um, going over to Judge Florida Galaxy. Um, yeah, and I did one the other day, actually. Mm -hmm. I worked with um, the Ronald McDonald House in Cardiff. Um, so I know a lot of the girls, the other Galaxy girls, have worked with them up north in Manchester area, and I've never had the opportunity to work with them before. Right. Um, then we visited uh, the Lisbon Ronald McDonald House in Portugal, when we were out there for Portugal Galaxy, oh. which was also one of my favourite appearances, mm. um, most amazing event I've ever seen. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I got asked to participate in one of their fundraisers, and now they've invited me back again um, in October to go for a visit. So I'm really excited to wow. start working with this this organisation and, and learn a bit more about what they do. When when you said you're going over to Florida Galaxy this year, when when is that? So that's probably going to be, I would assume, March next year because um, right. it's, it's just happened. March just yeah. gone. Um, so I'm constantly nagging Deanna to let me know when the dates are so that I can come back over and, and see them all. But, um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be early next year like it was last right. year. Because, you know, that's very – if it is in March, that doesn't leave you much wiggle room for your own competition because I yours know. is in, on the 13th of March. So – yeah, I know. Hopefully they won't clash. I'm, I'm sure they won't. But if there's a will, there's a way, and I'll, I'll be there. I think you should be a spokesperson or an ambassador for some sort of calendar software or something like that with your schedule. <laughs> I just really think you really need one. You should get some sort of sponsorship or maybe get a personal assistant. Um, I do need a assistant. <laughs> uh, Terry Ann Evans has said, are you excited for your pyjama party? 
I'm assuming this is a pageant thing, not some sort of sleepover. And what is... Okay, I'll ask the second part later because it's completely unrelated, but are you excited for your pyjama party? Yeah, so I planned an event um, this year in a couple of weeks. Um, we go to so many events where we're dressing up in ball gowns mm. and um, dresses for balls and parties and everything. I thought I wanted to do something completely different, so I thought I'll organise a pyjama party. So um, we're going to have everybody in pyjama wear instead of evening wear. Um, just not exactly a sleepover, but just kind of a get-together where everyone is, you know, in their loungewear, um, sweets, food, party, just a, a relaxing get-together. So I thought it'd be a little bit different. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds amazing. Uh, she, the second part is completely unrelated, which is why I'll ask it now. She's asked, what is your favourite animal and why? Okay. Um, I assume that has I'm, nothing I'm to do with the pyjama parties. So. No. <laughs> um, I'm a huge animal lover. Any animal just tugs on my heartstrings. But I'm definitely a crazy cat lady. We have three <laughs> cats. And they are, one of them is my child. I, she is just my favourite thing in the world. Um, I think she's actually scratching at the door to come in, um, but she, she'll just steal the limelight so she can stay out there. <laughs> but definitely, um, cats are my favourite, I have to say. We call, we call them fur babies. You seem to have fur babies. I'm surprised you actually pick one as your favourite. Yeah. That's like picking which child is your favourite, but you've done that. Yeah, she's my favourite because we she's a, an actual rescue cat. Like we oh, right. physically rescued yeah. her from the side of the road when she was a tiny, tiny kitten. Oh, wow. okay. um, so I, I think that was November last year. So it was just before Christmas and she was tiny when we rescued her. Um, and I just sort of, you know, helped her and raised her and, and kept her. And now she's my favourite thing in the world. What's her name? <laughs> her name's Luna. Um, she's she's quite small still. She's only a kitten. Um, she's she's a handful, but um, yeah, she's definitely my favourite of the cats. And just so the other two don't get jealous, what what are the names of the other two that you don't like so much? <laughs> um, we've got a Maine Coon, which is basically a small those are, tiger. Oh, those are the big um, ones, right? Yeah, he, he's huge. I think he weighs something like 10 or 12 kilos, um, and his name is Rory. And then we've got just a regular black cat called Maisie. <laughs> Luna is such a, you know, small rescue kitty. It sounds so delicate. And then you've got this mammoth thing out there. And then we have, a, yeah, a tiger as well, yeah. That, for some reason, that jogs my memory. You put up an Instagram story of you burning weeds off of your driveway. Is, I've got to ask, is this a usual thing? Because I've never, in, in Australia, we hose our, I don't hose our driveway because I think it's a waste of water. But we generally pull weeds up. Is it a thing in Wales to burn burn your weeds off? I've never heard of it. I was, I was leaving the house yesterday to go somewhere or I was coming home. And my mum was stood on the um, driveway with some sort of blowtorch burning the weeds off um, the drive. I don't know why. It's another one of her crazy <laughs> ideas. And then she just handed it to me while she went inside. And I, and I was like, oh, okay. So I just started burning a couple of weeds. I don't know what effect it's going to have. I don't know if it's going to work. but Well, I mean, it will certainly kill that one weed, but I'm sure there are more efficient ways of dealing with them, such as just pulling them out rather than burning them with a blowtorch. That, that... I have no idea. Okay, um, that was a very <laughs> random thing to see on Instagram story, but it was cool. Uh, okay, so Sean, I don't know how to pronounce that, if it's Cyan or Sean, but Sean La Lloyd Owen has said, well done, Heather, and two emojis with oh, the hearts. In the <laughs> eyes, Alex Lloyd has, that's a famous name, has asked, if you could choose one pet, would it be, would it be Millie or Cookie? But that's not the names of your pets. This is a, another one of my friends I used to work with. Um, right. Both both her and Geordie both have dogs. Um, and obviously, I, I'm the cat person in the group. Oh, They're right. the dog okay. people. Um, and both their dogs. Um, I'd probably have to choose Alex's dog, Millie, um, because Geordie's dog, Cookie, is an absolute nightmare. Um, and she won't <laughs> mind me saying. But, <laughs> yeah. They, they're both... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, these might be the hardest questions I've ever heard anyone I ask. Know, on I, an, you're being asked to choose basically between people's children. That's really I an know, unfair question to ask. 
sh- <laughs> I shouldn't have shared the uh, Instagram story earlier <laughs> to everyone and tell them to ask questions because I knew these two would probably crop up with some things like this, but... <laughs> As long as they're entertained. Well, I'm entertained, but I don't know how you deal with... I mean, these are probably difficult questions, like being asked, which is your favorite child and why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, here's an easier question to answer. Abby Louise has asked, what's the best advice you'd give regarding interview? Okay, um, I'm I'm probably not the best one to give this advice at the moment because I'm asking other people what's the best advice to give an interview. Um, But... uh, I'd probably say don't put too much pressure on yourself. That's something I did when I competed in March, just gone. And I remember coming out of my interview and I just didn't know what happened. What I said, I just waffled for a couple of minutes. And it was just one of those ones where I think I put so much pressure on myself. It it had the wrong effect. So definitely don't put too much pressure on yourself. Know what you want to say, but don't try and rehearse anything because once that throws you off, then you get into a panic and and it doesn't go well. So um, practice, but don't practice too much and and don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's not the end of the world if you don't. You know, I I think it was probably one of my worst interviews I did this year, but I didn't let it affect me for the rest of the day. Um, And I still ended up coming in the top three, which was amazing. Mm. So don't let one bad interview or one interview go that didn't go the way you want affect everything else in the competition. It's done, it's dusted, and it's only one small aspect of it. So mm. don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. Well, that is a good piece of advice. Um, I interviewed Joanna uh, yesterday, Miss Galaxy 2019, and when she did her interview, she came. She she thought she had bungled it, came out and just burst into tears. Um, and Maria needed to tell her to, to sort of calm down that she'd done fine. So sometimes I think we're also too hard on ourselves. So you might think you've done horribly only to find out you've actually done really well. So I think that yeah. that's good advice. Uh, Terry Ann Evans has asked, how do you deal with negativity regarding pageantry? Um, I don't think I've had too much mm-hmm negativity um maybe years ago when i first competed there was a little bit mainly from people who don't um don't understand what we do and have not taken the time to get you know to take an interest so people like that i don't even bother trying to sort of entertain them i just ignore them and i find that kind of not winds them up but it kind of just gives them the message that they're not going to retaliate they're not going to react so um you know, when there is the occasional negative energy and things in pageants, again, I don't tend to get involved. Um, it's better to just ignore it, I think, and surround yourself with the, the positive aspect there, the positive vibes, the positive people. Um, and that's that's what I've done for the last eight years, and mm. it's worked pretty well for me. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I, I don't waste my time trying to – there's a question we had yesterday as well, like how, how do you – try and convert the skeptics and I, I just don't because I think no. if they really if they really want to be converted or they had an open mind they would attend a pageant before judging yeah. it left right and say I don't understand someone who judges pageantry without at least going to a charity event or going to a pageant to me it just boggles boggles the mind uh Jessica Barclay has said roundup is really good on wheat uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to pass that on to your mum who with her blow, with her blowtorch. I hope it's not flammable though, because if she puts wheat roundup on it and then uses her blowtorch, your whole house yeah, might go up in flames. Uh, dear me. Um, Mia Rose has also asked, "How do you deal with your nerves on pageant day with a sparkly love heart?" Um, I I offload a lot of um nerves i suppose um to mainly mia um and family and friends and things um <laughs> i find it hard to offload to some of my friends who are not in pageants mm. because they're, they're trying to be supportive but they just don't know what's yeah, going on exactly. and they don't know what kind of you know if i'm having a earring crisis or some sort of outfit <laughs> issue they just don't really understand so i'm constantly you know offloading usually to mia um or or family and um but i just i don't bottle anything up if i if i need to vent about something i just get it out because otherwise i think i might just explode with nerves um but i am quite 
well prepared mm. when I go into pageants. I, I plan quite far in advance. I make lists. Um, I my my dressing room is just the most organized thing you'll ever see with bags and labels and stickers and everything. And I find that helps me because I know where everything is. I don't have to panic about little things. And then the bigger things like what am I going to say in interview mm. and things like that, then I've got a bit more time to worry about those and not where's my shoes or where's my dress. So yeah. I, I think the best thing for nerves for me is to be organized and plan things in advance so, so that you've got enough time to chill out and focus on what's important. Yeah. Uh, Bethany Blissett has asked, do you have a favorite dress you've worn? Well, that might actually be harder than picking your favorite child. Oh. If you had to pick one dress, yeah. I mean, geez, how are you going to do that? <laughs> I'm going to have to pick two. Um, <laughs> my my favourite fashion wear mm. was the one I wore last time um, uh, to compete in Galaxy UK. And when I bought it, I swore I would never sell it and I'd wear it again. And it was just the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And then I think I sold it the week after I competed um, because... <laughs> I just need I need to buy another one so it, it couldn't sit there. Okay. So that was my my favorite work, fashion wear that I've ever worn, and I think my favorite gown. If yeah, probably the last one I wore again in in Galaxy UK, uh, I think was my favorite. But this is another thing I always put so much pressure on myself mm. is to find like a better dress than last time, and it's it's getting to the point now when I'm struggling. So. Because I, I love the last one so much, but again, I sold that straight away. I think I sold that um, before I'd even worn it. Somebody had messaged me saying, "Could they buy it once oh. I've once I've worn it?" So um, yeah, on to the next one. But I think those two are definitely my favourites. Is the ones I wore to compete this year just gone? Right. Well, I can't wait to see your outfits this year then, because obviously, if you want them to be better than last year, it's going to be tough to <laughs> tough to top. But uh, onwards and upwards, Crystal Gale. Hello, Crystal. Um, fun fact: Heather was one of my judges at Florida Galaxy. Hello, Heather. Uh, Kelsey, who I'm interviewing tomorrow, Miss Galaxy 2020. What have you changed slash done differently going into next year's finals? Um, not putting so much pressure on myself, I think, is something I'm trying to do. Um, because it was my first year going back last year after such a long break, mm. I was a little bit out of the loop and I tried to over plan everything and I wanted every single little thing to be perfect. Um, and I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, especially with, with the interview thing coming off winning best in interview years ago mm. at international I, I put a lot of pressure on myself this year for interview so um this year round I'm just trying to I'm not changing too much about my performance or what I did on stage um more so about not putting as much pressure on myself um and trying to get a few more tips for interview to make sure I'm prepared in the right way mm. to make make sure I, I've done that better this year so that's the main thing for me is to Focus more, but not over-focus, if that makes any sort of sense. No, I, I get it. I was going to ask you, the, the putting the pressure on yourself, that's a huge thing, I'm sure, for a lot of a lot of people, a lot of girls, not just in pageantry. How do you actually take some of the pressure off yourself? Is it by focusing on something else, or how do you actually do that? Um, yeah, but trying to switch off um, sometimes, just having a little break from it, mm. um, giving myself a day to just to sort of calm down from any sort of stress that pageants are bringing or, you know, planning things is, is going. Um, but I, I'm quite an organized planner. So planning things makes me feel prepared right. and calm. So, um, I've already started, you know, making my little lists and things, because if I didn't have them, I would probably be a nervous wreck mm. come next year when I'm about to compete. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying not to focus on the wrong aspects of it and, and try and focus on the things that are important to make sure that I'm calm and prepared for, for next year. Yeah, I think you, you, you're the planning queen. I, I certainly I certainly <laughs> agree with getting it out of your head. If, it, if it's in your head, it can drive you crazy. Getting it onto a piece of paper just so you have a list is, is super important. Yeah. 
Uh, Jessica Barclay has said, yay, planning is awesome with an X. Uh, and <laughs> Jessica must have missed the beginning of the interview because she's asked, have you selected your outfit for outfits for March? Well, outfits. So we, we, we know that, um, Heather has picked kind of the, the fashion wear, but she's not sure if she'll buy another one in Christmas at Christmas time <laughs> and drive herself mad. Are the other outfits sorted? Um, more or less. Yes. Um, swimwear for me is quite easy. I, I just pick a color, um, whatever I fancy. Um, but my gown, I'm trying so hard to try and think of things that I want and I'm trying to incorporate too many ideas. So I'm going to have a couple of days just to stop and try and go a little bit slower, Mm. make it a bit more simple. But I've, I found, um, somebody that I'm um, speaking to who's going to make it for me. Um, so it's all in place. Yeah. It's all in place. It just needs to needs to be paid for which is you know the, another the thing painful but... part <laughs> that's the least <laughs> enjoyable part uh terry ann evans has asked who is your inspiration and why um i think one of my inspirations um does have to be kelsey who you're interviewing tomorrow mm. um i followed kelsey's journey through um galaxy going and placing first runner up and and going back again and just she just hit the ground running with it and was so determined and focused and that's something that I really admire Mm. um and I I do really look up to her and what she's achieved in the last year or two I think Mm. um I think it's amazing and her her willpower and determination to come back straight away after becoming first runner up and, and putting herself in in that position again um is brilliant and i really admire her for that so i think i'd have to say kelsey yeah yeah i i certainly admire someone who can get straight back up on the horse not not straight have back up, yeah. you know, not have any sort of i mean it's difficult coming first runner up because you're that close yet you're so far yeah. so to get straight back up and then you know win that that's an amazing story uh, yeah okay so we'll take one final question guys if you have any more for heather uh, put them in the comments, and if we have time, we'll get to them. I just want to run her through the final 10 because otherwise we'll be here forever. So, Heather, you were worried you wouldn't have any questions. We probably have to cut them <laughs> off because they're, they're still coming in. But Ellie Corcoran has asked, what do you think makes someone stand out on stage? Oh, okay. Um, for me, it's, um, I always remember people by their outfits. That's probably because I – pay so much attention yeah. to my own and it's it's something that I love um so afterwards I'm always like oh do you remember her in that dress and her in that fashion wear and things like that so just something with a something a bit different something a bit eye-catching mm. for me makes me remember somebody but also I've seen girls in the most plain outfits with the most amazing walk or the most amazing mm. hair or something that just makes me think oh wow like I'm gonna remember them so um yeah I think it's just whatever makes you stand out on stage whether you know you're really good at a certain walk or your your outfit is amazing or you've done your hair a certain way just something that makes you stand out um that that catches my eye but 99 percent of the time for me i'm I'm paying attention to the outfits because it's just what i love yeah that's understandable uh kelsey has said thank you heather that's so sweet with a love heart Okay, so one more question before we do final 10 because it's just there. Kelly's Lewis has asked, any tips for people who are new to pageants? Um, This is going to make me feel really old because I'm (laughs) very old to pageants and I can't really – when I first entered, they were – it was a little bit different Mm. to to now. Um, But don't go into it thinking – don't go into it thinking that you're going to win straight away. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just enjoy the experience, not just the competing and being on stage, but the, the run up to it um, spending time with all the contestants, um, the rehearsals and, and everything like that for me is just one of the, my favorite parts about it. So if you're a newcomer um, and it's your first pageant, just embrace the whole experience, yeah. um, you know, enjoy the day in, enjoy the whole thing. Cause it does go really, really quickly mm. and you don't want to focus everything on stage. Um, just enjoy every minute of it. Absolutely. 
Okay, just before we go to the final 10, Heather, for um, people to catch you on social, I've got your Instagram handle underneath, so at underscore Heather Hopkins. And then obviously I've tagged you on Facebook. Are those the two best platforms to catch you on? Yeah, I, I don't use Twitter. I'm only on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, yeah. Okay, that's more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the final 10 questions by now. I think most people know what they are, so good luck. Here we go. Number one, what is your favorite word? I've been thinking about this one all day. I've been texting people saying, what's my favorite word? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a consensus. It's your favorite, I, your favorite word, not their favorite I word. I, just, I don't think I have um, a favorite word. Um <laughs> I'm probably going to say my favorite. Okay, I'm going to do a controversial, controversial one okay. um, because I know this is most people's least favorite word, but I don't have a problem with the word moist. I knew that was coming. I think it's, I think it's fine. I like I get why people don't like it, but I don't, I don't have a problem with it. So I'm just, it's not my favorite word, but I'm just going to throw it out there and be the, the controversial one. Okay. I, I knew as soon as you said controversial, I knew what was coming. All right. Well, then. I don't know what the problem is with it. I, I think it's fine. I think it just makes people feel very icky. In mind, it used to make me feel that way. Now I've heard it so much, I, I just don't care. Because so many of people say they hate it. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> but then, so then you've dug yourself a hole. What's your least favorite word? It can't be moist. Um, my least favorite word is probably milk because i absolutely detest milk it makes me want to be sick so whenever people mention milk it makes me shiver a little bit so that's my least favorite word has it always has it always been that way or did something happen no i think something happened um I think somebody posted one of those things on Facebook where it shows you where milk comes from. Right. And then I suddenly just went, I'm not drinking milk anymore. And I just cannot yeah, yeah, go near yeah, milk. No. It just, I, I can't. And I really miss cereal. I really <laughs> loved Cocoa Pops. But now I can't, I feel like I can't eat them because I don't like milk. And everyone says, oh, why don't you drink soy yeah. milk or almond milk? It's, it's the whole milk experience i can't i don't know sounds really traumatizing I, I know what you're talking about i've seen some of the um fun facts and figures about not where milk comes from but because of where it comes from what can sometimes be wrong with it and it's not um it's not pretty reading it would turn anyone off milk believe me okay question three in life what gets you excited what turns you on um Probably traveling around. I, I just love being on the go all the time. Um, I love going to new places, not necessarily abroad um, and going to different countries and things. I just love driving to a different place, doing different things, seeing different people um, and just getting out of, of where I am. So definitely being able to travel is, is exciting for me. And what turns you off? Um... People who complain about things but don't do anything to change it uh, kind of mm -hmm. grind, grind on me a, a bit. I'm always the first one to, you know, listen to someone's problems, try and help them. But then after a while, if they're not willing to sort of help themselves, yep. I, I get a little bit, you know. Yep. Mm. Yep. It is a waste <laughs> of energy trying to help someone who yeah. doesn't want to help themselves. I can tell you that themselves. much. Yeah. Okay. Question five. What sound or noise do you love? Um, one of my favorite noises is when I come home from work, especially after a night shift, mm. um, and my kitten comes to greet me at the door. I knew it was and going she to gives be me this. a little head bump <laughs> and she makes this little purr noise and it's like a little hello and it just makes my heart melt. So that's my favorite noise. This, um, your cat gives you the head bump as well, does she? Yeah, yeah, she she bumps my ankles and rubs her head on me, and she does a little. <laughs> that sounds exactly like my cat. When I come home late at night, he he gives me such a he'll bump. Sometimes I get on the floor to play with my cat, and he bumps his head against my head so hard, I actually worry that he's hurt himself. But he, I don't. 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just like bang. It's like I guess no brain. It's no. It's an effective thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what sound or noise do you hate? Um, what noise do I hate? Uh, anything, any noise that comes from my car, which means I need to fix it, <laughs> stresses me out so much because I drive so much mm. all over the place. Whenever my car makes a noise, I'm on the phone straight away and I'm ringing my mother and I'm like, the car is making a noise. And it just, it usually means that I've got to fix it. So any odd noise that comes from my car, it just, no, not for me. How do you describe the noises? What sort of noises are coming out of your car? Every, every noise, whenever I've got something wrong with a car, my mother says, what's it sound like? And I'm like, um, it's like metal scraping. So every, oh, everything that's wrong with my car is metal scraping noise. And usually it's not the problem. It's something else. But I'm not very good at describing what's wrong with the car. So yeah. that the whole car situation stresses me out. Anything that goes wrong with the car is, no, not for me. Okay. Uh, if you could have <laughs> any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Um, I would like to either freeze time or go back in time um i think if i could stop time i could sort of do things and you know evaluate things mm. and change situations um there used to be a, a kids tv program when i was younger about a boy who had a watch and he used to tap yeah. it and it, like he would freeze time That'd be cool so i would like to be able to do that or travel back in time and maybe do things differently um, and see different outcomes and things. Well, we can just wrap that up, wrap that up in one and say you want the ability to control time. You can have everything yeah. under under one <laughs> label. Question eight, what job or occupation other than your own would you most like to attempt? Um, I don't know if this is a job, but I'm sure it exists in some form. I'd love to be one of those people that get paid to go and stay in nice hotels to try them out and review them or go on the fancy first class aeroplanes and test all of that stuff up. Um, yeah, that would be ideal for me. I'm not sure if it exists, but if it does, I haven't heard, I'm your girl. I haven't heard about the, the traveling first class. Obviously there's hotel critics. Uh, maybe you can be an yeah. airline critic as well. That, that'd be a hard life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen some sort of TV program and they had loads of people come and try the new like first class lounge and, and like the new mm. beds and showers and things in the aeroplane. So I, I'd love that. Okay. So if anyone needs a critic and you know, you know where to contact Heather. <laughs> Question nine, what job or occupation other than your own, would you definitely not like to attempt? Um, I probably wouldn't be a very good vet because mm. I would just want to take all of the animals home, home and <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, if someone, if a dog came in with a broken leg or a cat with a, a bad mm. paw or something, I would just break down. So yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be a good vet. Yeah. Okay. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, Again, this is something that I've had to ask um, a couple of my friends who all were just coming up with silly answers. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> probably um, just well done. Um, just well done for everything that, I, that I've achieved. It would probably give me a bit a sigh of relief to know that, you know, I, I've done well in whatever I end up doing or, or choose to do in the future. Perfect. Uh, okay, just a couple of final ones heather sweet has asked what's your favorite welsh word which we did discuss earlier on do you have a favorite welsh word you didn't want to throw your you didn't want a chance of pronunciation in case you offended people my favorite welsh word um i don't think i have a favorite um i work with a couple of people who, who do speak welsh so we kind of have word of the day in work sometimes where we just throw a random welsh word out there um but I don't think I could pick my favourite one. I don't really know enough yeah. specific Welsh words. Um, well, I mean, you had difficulty picking your favourite English word, so I'm imagining picking your favourite exactly Welsh so word would be even harder. It's going to be even harder, yeah. Um, no, I don't think I could pick my favourite Welsh word. I don't think I know enough of them. Um, me and my friends sometimes joke around with each other and we, we, 
we say dewch i mewn a lot, which means come come in. Um, so that's probably the most Welsh word that I use whenever, you know, well, you, when we're in work and things, just, we call each other over. And you just randomly saying, come in. Yeah, we're just dewch i mewn. So, yeah, it's just a, a <laughs> okay. little thing that me and a couple of my friends, uh, two of my friends in work do. But um, apart from that, I, I don't really use a lot of Welsh words. Uh, and Alana Pettigrew has asked, what is your favourite round in pageant, which we've discussed is fashion wear? Yeah. Okay, Heather, uh, before we wrap up, is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to or thanks to, you know, amongst your crazy group of friends or family or anything like that? <laughs> Definitely not the crazy friends. They, they've, had, <laughs> they've had enough. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, just um, a special shout out to Mia Rose Lewis. She's um, she's helped me prepare for today. I was so nervous and I was texting her saying, I don't know what I'm going to say and I'm going to be so nervous. And she always calms me down and deals with my dramas. Um, so, yeah, just special shout out to, to Mia. She's been a, a big support to me while I've been competing and I can't wait for her to start competing again so I can support her as well. We, we've talked a lot about Mia. So uh, does Mia compete as well? Yeah. You said she's taking a break. So what, what, what pageants has she done? Um, Mia competed in Miss Teen Galaxy Wales the year before last. So um, I obviously went up and watched her handover. Mm. Um, and that's when I competed um, then the following year. So, right. um, yeah, we've become really close the last year or so, going to loads of events together. Um, and we, we don't live too far apart either, which, which is nice. before pageants we probably w- would never have, have crossed paths. So um, I'm really glad that that's, that's brought us together. And, you know, in the near future, I'm sure that she's going to be competing again soon. So I can't wait to return the favour and be the one to mm. help her out and, and de-stress her for a change. Perfect. Okay. Well, Heather, I am, I'll am. i keep you on the line for a sec. I'm just going to wrap up the stream. Thank everyone for watching. Uh, I'm assuming that Kelsey's mum, Helen, has said good luck to you with a love heart. Oh, <laughs> So thank you guys for watching, sending in the questions. Most of them anyway, apparently. (laughs) And um, we will speak to you next time. Hey, it's Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get details of our new episodes as they drop. And connect with us on social at The Pageant Project. Speak to you next.